Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Let's get the show on the road. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome. Today, we are talking about, our title is, Is Less More or Is More Less? Um, before we go into this, this is sort of based around the concept of paradox of choice, something that I was introduced to by Barry Schwartz, but also something that um, the other philosophers have philosophized over before, long before Barry Schwartz did. So um, uh, before we begin even there, though, I want to tell everybody out there watching in social media land to please go ahead and leave comments. Talk to us. Uh, we want to hear from you as we do this here live. So we are monitoring your comments. We will respond uh, in real time if you ask questions. We would love to hear from you. And um, I think then from there, why don't we begin with anybody? Tell me what we mean when we say is less, more, le less, more, and more, less. <laughs> Thoughts? Someone just intro this? <laughs> We're trying to say that freedom is overrated. <laughs> Having freedom, using freedom... It sucks sometimes because you don't know what to do with that freedom. And there's too many damn choices to make in this world, whether you're a client who is trying to figure out what to do with their life or your coach starting your business. It's too many choices to make. And sometimes you get paralyzed. Sometimes you make the wrong choice and, you know, you're screwed. Sometimes you make the right choice, but you do wonder what if those other choices were better that's kind of what we mean about the paradox of choice. Choice, having choices is not always a good thing. Um, does anybody else want to expound upon that? I kind of see that as uh, the YOLO mentality. Like when you have too many choices of what you could do or want to do, and you can't really figure out which is best for you and if you choose something then you also are like well what if i had done the other thing um i think yeah. it, also, it falls into the fomo category as well it be sort of like spectrum you know id gaff don't care um so do whatever <laughs> But that's interesting. YOLO and uh, FOMO. Yeah. And we will not explain to our audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Lisa, could you ex maybe explain to us what YOLO, FOMO, and ITF mean? <laughs> I, I think I'm frozen. Am I frozen? No, you're not frozen. No. Oh, you all are frozen. So that's kind of interesting. No, I can't explain what those are. I just think more and less and less is more, you know, in, in that when you're having ice cream, sometimes more is delicious, but more sometimes can affect your stomach, right? More options, more choices. What does that mean in our conversation today as a coach? Well, I can give a real life example of yeah. this. 
and that's uh, we sort of touched on this when I did a lunch and learn a little bit ago. I when I I'm a designer and I design. I used to. I don't really do it anymore. But um, logos, and um, <clears throat> while there are other designers that will give you several <clears throat> logos to choose from, two logos to choose from, I would only ever give my clients one, <laughs> and that's because I had the experience of giving my clients two. And what would turn into is this weird amalgamation of like, well, I like this about this one, but I like this about this one. And can we get them? And it always left the client feeling like they missed out on something because they weren't getting both because there's something they liked about both. And so because they had to choose between them, they had less satisfaction than me giving them one logo and then us working it through and making it a better logo. So like that, I learned from my business and for the satisfaction of my clients, not to give them several options. They get one option and then we'll work, work on it from there. Um, and I definitely learned that the hard way for sure, but it's true. And I think it's a great demonstration of what this is, is this paradox of choices. When we have a hundred things to choose from, it's really easy for us to imagine what it might be like if we had chosen something other than what we choose. And then that leads to less feeling of satisfaction in our choices. Um, and we feel like, man, I missed out on something. I don't even know what it was, but I'm not getting it. I know Lisa, I'm not getting it. <laughs> Lisa, did you catch the tail end of what Brooke was saying? No. Well, basically it's just feeling that you have a lot of choices and if you choose one, you feel like you missed out on a lot. Oh. I wanted to ask you though, is that something that seems some like sounds like something that would be prevalent in relationship coaching or people who are dissatisfied with their like relationships as well? I chose this guy. I chose <laughs> this club, and I felt like I settled and oh God, there's like everyone else who could be better. And I think you're absolutely right. Part of that grass is greener concept is, is what we're talking within this. We think we've, when we choose somebody that they should automatically know how to have a relationship and man, if we would have chosen somebody else, they're certainly going to know better than, than what I'm going through in this moment. So yeah, I would say that's accurate. I mean, we have those options today. I, you know, I, I've been married and with Harold for so long, I never had to do any of these options, but I hear enough because as a relationship coach, you, I am aware that you swipe right, you swipe left, you've got all of these options and the confusion, even about the dating field, I'm knowing what works, what doesn't work, having someone just like you versus someone that's that polar opposite of you versus, oh, I'm already well, overwhelmed. <laughs> not only that, but I think it makes like, it, it, it's sort of this unfair comparison thing that happens where it's like, man, uh, I've got all of these photos of dudes that might be interested in me that they're only showing me a very small fraction of them. Yeah. How, when, when one of them shows me the littlest flaw, it's really easy for me to just go, well, screw that guy. I've got this one over here, but never really, I don't know. I guess there's, there's some romance to just, sticking with you know the person you choose instead of flipping right left uh, i mean and always wishing you had something better um that's, that's why it's probably better to you know just be ugly that way <laughs> having choices is not even an option like you just have to get <laughs> served to you which, which like, i'm joking well i guess i'm really not joking when i think about it but 
what I'm trying to do is link it back to just the overall conversation about choice. Like, doesn't it seem better to be limited in your choices? Like, normally we want to have as many choices as possible. We want to have all the information in front of us to make an informed, you know, decision. It seems like what we're getting at is is having less choices and less options available is probably going to be more satisfying in the long run. I'll say I prefer it. Like, I, I get anxiety choosing food to eat. Like, I will eat, like, the same thing because it's easy and I know it's there. Like, but if you hand me a menu and it's like, oh, God, there's so many, what can I do? And um, I adopted a habit of, of asking, um, hey, what's your favorite thing? And I'll just eat that. Like, it's, and that just sort of removes the choice from mine. But I will, I easily get overwhelmed by choice. I easily do. It took me, like, a year to buy a couch because I had so many options. And um, I just, that is, it. I completely get that, that uh, paralysis by analysis sort of thing that goes on. I mean, I'm that way with clothes. Like, I just only wear black clothes because I don't want to have to choose. And I don't want to have to color coordinate. And I don't want to, like, I will get lost in the sauce with male fashion and trying to figure out what fit looks best. So I just decided one day, screw this. I'm wearing all black. I'm just going to wear the same thing. And I will always be correct. It will always be the correct choice. And I am probably happier and better off because of it. I don't know. Kyle, Lisa, Jen, do you have any weird little things you have like that? Well, I'm, I can give you a real moment versus even a, a, an oddity, which I have lots of oddities, but in this particular case where I'm trying to, we have to at some point get a new refrigerator and ours isn't dead, but it's pretty antiquated. So we have to get a new refrigerator. And I was looking on um, Costco and it's like, Oh my God, one, the cost, but aside from the cost, it has this, it has this, the abundance. And it's like, and, and exactly what we've been saying so far is I went, okay, close. Cause I'm overwhelmed. I'm not sure what the better choice to go towards is, you know, you got to spend money. So I'm just not going to do it at all, <laughs> which is exactly what we're moving toward in this conversation. It's overwhelming. Jen, Kyle. Go ahead, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's just, there's a lot of different things when it comes to this subject. Um, and I feel like we're, we're right on the point that sometimes it's overwhelming when there's too much and we're being too vague. And that's why when we bring it back to the coaching and say marketing, we try to ask us to really specify it down and narrow it down because it's just so broad. There's just so many options and it's overwhelming. And I know a lot of coaches say, but I have this hat and I have this hat and I want to incorporate the three in one coaching when we tell them just pause and just do one and be comfortable doing that one small less thing. Okay, it's less, but it really, once you get good at it, it becomes more because you're so good at that one thing. And then you can look on maybe overlapping. So I feel like we're, we're on this, Definitely on the right on the right side with uh, less is more and more is less. Can't be can't be too vague. We really got to specify what you want to do. Not only that though, like with regard to to narrowing down your niche, 
don't give your clients too many options. Like, like just this you one hour, one, you know what I mean? This is what we're doing. Just send them to one path. We really just want one button to click on really. I mean, there's, there's more than that. It is It's a little panic happens. It's a little like heart attack. Um, <laughs> um, but also Anthony said something that I thought was interesting when he was talking about getting, picking out his clothes of all things. He said, I know that I'll always be correct when he's and I've never felt like I could I was incorrect <laughs> like and so I find I found that in like in my clothes like I, they're clothes they're not right or wrong they're just clothes um uh, um so that's interesting and it sort of brings up another thing that there's this extra level that we bring that goes into our choices of of um motivation and and what can drive us and what can make us feel like we have failed or succeeded mm -hmm. in the coaching space how do you imagine the paradox of choice shows up for your clients well for one um this would actually happened with a client recently um we kind of didn't know what to coach about um for the session she we talked about what happened prior and she seemed pretty you know confident on where to go forward with what we were originally talking about. So there was kind of a no gap, no coaching moment. So we kind of explored options. And then after the exploration a little bit, she had like five different things we could coach on. And I was like, okay, like we're not going to have time to focus on any, like all five of those things. You have to choose one. Like I don't, it doesn't really matter what it is. You have to choose one right now in the next five seconds. <laughs> And if you don't, I'm choosing for you. Well, I wouldn't actually have chosen for her. That's probably not what you should do as a coach. But it did, you know, get her going. She just chose a topic immediately. It's like, okay, we'll talk about that. And that's where the session sort of went like that. But when your client is sort of vague on their goals or what they should do or coach about, you know, the choices are unlimited and you got to quickly narrow down those choices. Otherwise, you're just wasting time, essentially, in your coaching session. I think, too, and now this probably might leave a coaching space a little bit. I'm just going to headline with that a bit mm -hmm. before I bring this up. But I can imagine a space where you have a client that isn't satisfied with the choices they have or they aren't satisfied with the choice that they have made. And I could imagine a space where you are coaching your client sort of through that dissatisfaction to a place of, of I guess, either acceptance or figuring out fulfillment <laughs> or sort of working with them through this, this thing that happens. I mean, one of the things they say that, that one of the theories is that the reason depression rates are rising is because of the paradigm, more and more freedom we have, the less and less satisfied we are with our choices um, and our lives. And so I can imagine spaces that, where we are working with our clients because they're not satisfied with the choice they have or the choice mm -hmm. they've made. So this uh, is probably like, I guess, the more yeah. philosophical bit, but like... If I was if I was to name drop, I think off the top of my head, Sartre and Simone de Beauvoir, um, for you philosophy heads out there, um, they're pretty much what they said about choice and freedom is that like this is like a modern sort of like thing that's happening because we have so much freedom, um, we have this sort of we go into existential crisis mode where 
all our choices are just out there and we don't know what to do with our freedom and it's terrifying and there's probably it's probably not a coincidence that we're living in the most free age but also life coaching is on the rise um and it's a growing industry because people don't know what to do with their freedom um and you know whatever choices they make seem like the wrong choice when you have all the choices in front of you so ultimately the solution is less this choice we just less freedom like you, yeah. you your option is to work or not work <laughs> leave that like you just you don't get to where are we going to dinner your options are are i cook or i cook for most of human history like let's say let's say more than 300 years ago just to throw a number out there you only had like one option of what to eat is probably potatoes or something like that if you're living in ireland um you know, also, no, no was an option. Um, <laughs> you only had one choice of what your job was going to be. If your freaking dad was a blacksmith, well, you're also going to be a blacksmith. Hence, by people's last name are Smith now. Like you only had five choices to make in your entire life. Probably um, your community or your family chose who you married. It pr- pretty much was a given that you would have kids. Um, Were they happier? I don't, mm, that's tough. I don't know if they were happier. They might have not had to deal with the problems we're dealing with, which is dissatisfaction from the lack of choice. What's interesting too is, is like arranged marriages often end up being very happy marriages and they end up being long lasting marriages for whatever reason. But you could theorize that part of that is that they just know, okay, that, that they don't, there's no other, there's no comparison, right? This is what I got. This is what we're going to make this work. We're going to, we're going to figure out how to be happy with this. And that's sort of, it, it might feel like settling, right? But sometimes maybe it's not about the choice, but being happy with what you got, being happy in the moment, you know? Um, and uh, I do think a lot of times I know I've been coached on that. Like, like, oh wait this is really just about me accepting that it's this is okay and it's not so bad and 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 life is good uh and i think that that's a fairly common thing that that comes up with clients i just looked up (laughs) i just looked up the divorce rate as you were talking i mean the study's a little older uh from 2012 so we could probably my guess is increase that number maybe a little bit but in 2012, the arranged marriages, there was only a 6% divorce rate. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't say divorce or not getting divorced means you are happy. <laughs> That's true. I, I've known plenty of people who have not been divorced in a very long time who probably should have been divorced. Um, <laughs> I think that's just an indication of divorce rates. Um, I don't know about quality of but, marriage, but... I would like to think, in theory, and I'm just, of course, this is completely unfounded, and I'm just throwing it out there, that 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 those people are finding happiness in their situation. I'm not going to say it's that they're ideal or anything like that, but I think that, that it's interesting. Um, with less, I think that you learn to be happier. There's something, I think it, it's called the halo effect, and it, that is where 
you get as you are given things you get used to them and you sort of adjust and that becomes a new norm so like and then but you're still always wanting more there's always this desire for more i want more i want more i want more and so you're never really satisfied with what you have and so the key is really i think to to find that satisfaction in what you got um but we we think as a culture have have said don't settle don't settle don't settle don't um, but I think that's honestly a little bit, and this is where paradox of choice comes in a little bit of a dangerous space to live in on some level, because maybe it's not settling. Maybe it's just being mindful and, and happy with where you are at and not, uh, constantly comparing and, and yearning for something you, you don't have. Now, well, does this put the life coach out of business? Um, <laughs> So my next question. <laughs> well, we got to get there somehow or another. <laughs> and until that becomes the new norm, yeah, we're all going to be pretty busy in that department. <laughs> so in that... Jen, I see you talking, but I cannot hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? No, Jen, I can hear you, Lisa, but Jen was talking as she was trying to chime in, oh. and I just wanted her to know that we weren't ignoring her. <laughs> yeah. Now we can hear you, though, Lisa. So what were you saying? Okay, I have no idea. I got lost in the train. <laughs> I think they were talking, uh, making choices, going through, you know, if we, you know, I think it, and, and a lot of the marriages that will break apart, you know, back in the history, I, in divorce rate in Orange County, California, 75%, all of all marriages. And frankly, some of those people are nice people, right? And if they have that, ability to work through the issue and not feel the need to be right. That's what we're talking about. Even in coaching, we're not going to have the need to be right because our clients are trying to figure out what their next step is. We're not there to agree with them either. We're not there to argue with them, but we are helping them to uh, navigate those hiccups that can come along the way and in that um is more or less less more sometimes that overwhelmed feeling of all of the different opportunities regardless of what it is as we've been saying can stop and that can be the block the unbeknownst yeah jen are you communicating with us now <laughs> No. no, we're having audio oh issues. We can't hear you. Put it put <laughs> it in our in our private chat and we'll share what you're saying. Um on on uh as far as as in the coaching space and I think one of the things we are doing with them is helping them to narrow down their choices in many mm -hmm. ways and, mm -hmm. and sort of make a decision so that they're get them out of that paralysis space um, and help them get into a moving and motive mo mobile space. Cause I think a lot of our clients come to us paralyzed and paralyzed by choice. And mm -hmm. um, we as coaches sort of get them going and get them. Okay. This is what we're doing. Let's, let's go. Let's pivot. Let's figure this out. Let's get into, mo let's get into motion. I think that's really kind of very much what a coach does is, is, getting the client out of that space of, of paralysis by analysis and into the space of action and do. Um, 
if that's right for them. But I think that that in the most case is what they're coming into us for. Um, yeah. Jen's putting in the chat. She's saying the comparison trap that you were speaking about a moment ago. She says, I'm happy with my choice until I see something else and then start comparing, you know, and that, and, it, and is that comparison even relevant to what we're looking at? Well, what's funny, I put this down. I was like, we're going to have, I want us to do a live topic on this, that, what that is. And it's, it's actually a bias. It's, it's called comparison bias or something along those lines. Um, comparison trap, exactly what you said. And so, um, and it's that where we get in this space of, and social media has ex just made this the probably uh, exacerbated this issue to the nth degree because everybody's on there looking, so-and-so's going on vacation, so-and-so's this, so-and-so's got this, mm -hmm. look at them, they just mm -hmm. bought a new car. They just, and all this comparing is going on. And what we're getting a window this big <laughs> that is, so heavily skewed in the way of this is what I want to show you guys. It's not the whole picture, but mm -hmm. it's so easy for us to go, let's compare, let's compare, let's compare. Um, their life is so much better than mine. Well, you have no clue. Yeah, their, their social media pictures appear to be uh, more, you know, it, you have no idea what's going on in the, in the real space. Yeah. Um, but it often, I think, I mean, I think Lisa, maybe you can attest this has it's the downfall of friendships um, relationships marriages uh a lot of times is that comparison trap uh mm -hmm. can make people miserable <laughs> um, i can talk to my girlfriends or my guy friends and i can't speak to my significant other exactly mm -hmm. or i or so-and-so's boyfriend took her there <laughs> um, yeah. or uh and i haven't been taken out in months and <laughs> it was, uh, it was when, uh, the day trading craze was happening and it's like oh i should i buy amc stock or should i buy gamestop stock and i bought amc and i regret it <laughs> right well i i still know i mean it was good i made a profit but i would have done better if i did something else because i had so many choices in front of me um, and that leaves me unsatisfied that I could have realized, uh, gains that aren't actually existing. Would have, could have though. You don't know that though, right? I wouldn't have known that. We're living in fantasy worlds at that point, aren't we? Mm -hmm. It's, it's all a bunch of a hypothesis and it's us basing our happiness on, uh, what ifs and talk about a dangerous place to be. Um, isn't, isn't that operating in, in that more space where it's overwhelming and confusing that I think you're, that's what you're saying in that the, what if space, we could go down that highway forever in a day. What if I should have, mm -hmm. don't should yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So as a, in the, in the coaching aspect, if you start realizing that your client is just building on comparison, oh, what if we start focusing on this? Or what if I focus on this? At, at what point as a coach do you realize, hey, you gotta pick, make a choice, uh, take take away their freedom. Go away, the answer <laughs> route right there. You better choose or I'm choosing. Well, that's sort of one of the things we do um, when I do our lives, if somebody's stuck between two things, flip a coin. Like we flip, a, I'll flip a coin. And I'll say, you have to commit to me that whatever way this lands, you're, this is it. This is what you are choosing, whether you like it or not, 
this is it. And what's interesting is in that coin flip, they often figure out very quickly what they actually want. Um, because when they're put in that rock in a hard place where they have to choose, right? They, they quickly realize, oh crap, I want this, not this. And it's just hard for them to identify because it's all that. I think it's especially prevalent in, in creative brains. Um, and, and it's a lot of reason why they get don't finish things. It's like, well, I could be doing that. We could do it this way. I could do this. I could do, they see all the possibility, but um, it's the execution that gets lost in the, in the sauce there. Um, but the re re reduction of choice in a coaching space is a very good tool. It's important. To use it's why we because you have to focus on what is necessary, not for the client, but for the, the actual coaching session to be facilitated. What's necessary is you can't focus on five different things. You need to focus on one topic at a time. This is especially the case if you're like trying to get mentored coach or trying to submit, find a coaching session that's like worthy of being reviewed by the ICF. What is necessary is that you stick to a topic of conversation that can be realized into an actionable goal i will say and not only when the client is bouncing around back and forth between things um you know you have to figure out with the client what is the necessary step here and if they're still vacillating between two things then you know there's tools to try to explore you know there's well, different competitive tools you could the, use so the this is why the coaching contract exists. This is why we say session contract, people. It's it, This is what that is. It's narrowing it down. Okay, what do you want to work on? How do you know that we've succeeded this with this? Why do we do that? Well, one, it narrows the choices down. Okay, now we know. Then it guarantees satisfaction, ultimately. Because when you say, okay, what does the success of that look like? What is this? So I want to uh, work on drinking my Topo Chico. Okay. What it will it look like at the end of the session for you that it is a success uh, for that to be successful? I will have finished my Tobo Chico. Um, so, okay. That's even a, a good thing aligning of what even Jerome was saying is, you know, deciding the possibility of the optimal result. What's the end result going to be in your decision before deciding that decision? Is this something that's going to be beneficial to me or is the result going to be the wrong one? And so weighing out the results before making that decision. Well, and, and, and just in keeping in line what we're all talking about in a coaching session, it can tr transition from one, what we, the client thinks they want to talk about and transition into another topic. So that is still following the model, yet we're helping them narrow things down as everyone is talking about and helping them find their focus on what they want to achieve in that session. Mm -hmm. On a side note, I just want to say Jerome is here with us. He just can't speak <laughs> except, except for through text. And so um, we are still trying to share his points, uh, even though we cannot. So we can see him. Jerome, turn your screen on. Say hi. <laughs> Same with Jen. We can't hear her either. Yeah, we have two uh, contestants that are or contestants. <laughs> Come on down. <laughs> Um, <laughs> cannot speak, but uh, are still going to be heard. Darn it! <laughs> so Lisa brought up something about 
clients sort of, I think it is maybe Lisa or Kyle say about clients who are worried about making the right or wrong choices. Sometimes right or wrong isn't even a correct distinction. Sometimes the choice is completely arbitrary. Can we yeah, get like, philosophical here? Like is if we use right and wrong. <laughs> if we use Brooks Topo Chico example, like how many different mineral water brands out there? What if somebody, what if your client was having a, a conniption about, oh, should I drink Topo Chico? Should I drink, you know, some other mineral Perrier. water? Perrier or whatever. And they're trying to figure out what the right or wrong decision is, but it's just a completely arbitrary choice. Like it just choose one. Like it doesn't actually matter. So I'm, I'm wondering, and this, well, is probably, this is probably a judgment on the coach, which we should avoid doing. But when the choice seems completely and utterly arbitrary, how do we explore either to have our client realize that or to just make the choice. Well, Aaron, you don't get to choose decide if it's arbitrary. Like well, I, I know. that's I'm not up to you. Like I'm that. saying if it seems arbitrary. From your if, point if, of view. if if like how I style my hair today is like the most important thing in the world to me, and you're mm. like, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like, because in my world, that matters i know what that's, why people, that's why people not. go bald so they don't have to have that option anymore but anthony anthony i got you i got you i know what you're saying i know what you're saying you're trying to help them to to get out there and do something you're trying to help them uh to uh, live in that experience i call it experimenting if you're experimenting it takes seems to take the pressure off of them to make an optional choice, you know, a this or versus that, another one of our lives, a this versus that, and helping them focus in on the experiment. So if you were to experiment with this, how does that help that, you know, you don't have to be married to it? Mm -hmm. I think, too, one of the great tools in, in helping, like, narrow down and the focus couple tools that you can use is, is the scaling tool, right? Mm -hmm. So because ultimately like you, that'll tell you a lot, like, okay, how you like you, what you, where, how committed are you to this option? One to 10, how committed are you to this option? One to 10. And that, that'll give you some information and can help you go, mm -hmm. okay, we'll go with the higher one, do, the, do that one. Then. This one we can come back to later. This is, this is the way. Um, I think also a great, um, tool in this space is the sort of you can we can use the SWOT analysis that helps um, where strength weaknesses opportunities threats mm -hmm. your your Cartesian logic and then I think also um, in the space as well doing the um, best worst case scenario kind of thing like like okay with what is the best possible in a perfect world yeah. you know how would this work out and um, that can playing that out I think helps, but again, it's still all living in a what if space. You never don't know till you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's what we do. We do play in those spaces as coaches, mm -hmm. don't we? Mm -hmm. um, well, we let them. We don't play in them. Yeah. Well, in our own life, I mean, we're doing the same thing in our own life that our clients are doing, or we should be, in that space of learning, growing, and changing. Jen's got in our little chat. She says, focus on something that propels them rather than keeping them on the hamster wheel. So I think it also comes from a point of like, if I'm interpreting this right, Jen, uh, correct me if I'm wrong out loud. 
Um, but it's uh, <laughs> motivated. You just hear him. I'm gonna smack him. Oh, it's, um, it's you're focusing on what is the fuel or motivation for what it is they want. So, if if I go to an arbitrary example again, Brooke, would you rather have Perrier or Topo Chico? Topo Chico. Okay, let's just pretend that you don't know for half a second. Um, <laughs> What are you trying to achieve, or what is the end state you're looking for by making these choices? I want to be satisfied with my sparkling water. You want to be, <laughs> what is satisfaction? What makes a sparkling water satisfying? The level of carbonation contained within it, coupled with the flavor and also the temperature. I think that the, the bottle it comes in and the length and duration of time with which it remains carbonated all help me decide whether or not I, it is a good carbonated water. <laughs> okay. So you see what I did there though. What what happened was from just I want something that like is satisfying to very specific criteria of measurements that could probably be scientifically measured if you wanted to go that far. Um so when somebody is sort of vacillating between two competing things, try to figure out what evaluative measures are we using to like make a good choice and from there start comparing the two and then one will probably rise above the other in terms of choices i'm just gonna say this topic is brilliant because i keep hearing like all of our um our coaching tools come up in this so like as he's saying figure out like what evaluative measures i mean that's speaking your client's language that's like getting in their world and being curious and figuring out what matters to them and um and that's really that huge piece of, of asking those questions just like anthony just demonstrated uh to him he might have thought what makes a good packaging was important or he may have thought you know but but really that doesn't matter and so that's where that very careful line don't assume ask how and why your client is making the choices they're making or not making them for that matter um Kyle's gonna head out so we will say goodbye bye, to him Kyle. oh Andrew, <laughs> say hello <laughs> um so what oh, we can hear you, Jen. Oh, Jen! Maybe there's a limit on how many people there are in the room and who can actually speak or not. <laughs> I don't think Maybe. so. <laughs> Jen, what do you have to say now? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping that vacillating wasn't actually a real word because I was really excited about pointing that out. But it is. I looked it up. Don't you dare try to correct me <laughs> on language usage of all people. Um, the, the one thing that I keep having come up with this topic is like a, a new coach getting stuck on their logo being perfect, the colors of their website being perfect, um, all these little things that, you know, is, is that really going to prevent them from from serving people as a coach from building yes. honestly it does it is so interesting that they will come and call us and you're starting to experience that i think jen when you're answering the phone that they will get so caught up on that website being wanting it to be perfect and they want all the colors to be just so and i just before it's like 
you got to get out there. I'm and Brooke and Anthony are very famous for working with those people. And mm -hmm. my goodness, very paralyzed in that moment. I will tell you, there's two. I get divided in this uh, because in my mind there is a right answer and a wrong answer, and that color, <laughs> that color is wrong and that color is right. <laughs> um, but for the at the same time what's right is is just getting your butt out there like yeah. getting out and actually doing the do like that is more yeah. important i would rather you have a slap dash thrown together website or this one page that's got some information away for me to reach you and i can forgive that than have nothing and not be working because then you're not doing anybody any good at that point yeah. so there's a um, uh, quote out there from by voltaire the perfect is the enemy of the good <laughs> letting perfection get in the way of doing a good job and actually moving in a direction where you should be heading um and sort of like we said we get phone calls about this fairly often um i will share though i have had clients <clears throat> that just did not they didn't want to progress like they were content where they were they did not, but they, they, they wanted to be working on it, but they didn't want to be working. Like I've been in this space with clients where they, that would, they were more happy and content working on it than they were actually working, doing the do. And yeah. I reached a point where I was like, okay, well, this is what they want. I'm not gonna, I'm not here to push them and tell them that, 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 that this isn't what they want. I'm here to just help facilitate what it is that they want right now and that's that's because i think it's it i mean it was a weird space to be in because i was like okay don't you want to be out there doing it like going and and there was the progress just wasn't making being made like it just wasn't being made and i had to sort of come to you you can't i mean you want to go hey what's wrong go out work what's but you can't do that as a coach you just got to sort of be like it's a weird space to be in um mm -hmm. How do you handle that? How did how have you guys ever been in that space? And have you where they're just not progressing and that but they seem content not progressing? Well, uh, even even in they're not progressing, they are progressing a little bit. I mean, they're doing something, they're thinking about it, they're in some fashion interacting with it. It's just it's not at a pace that we we're judging mm -hmm. is beneficial, but for them, it's working, right? It's yeah. This ties a little back into Anthony's where it's like like where you get in my head, I get like, okay, make the choice and do <laughs> like, just make it and do it. Just come on. Um, but it, it might be because this is my personal opinion, but people coach and be coached for a lot of different reasons. Sometimes, or maybe oftentimes, I don't know the statistics, but I will say sometimes it is for the clear specific goal of accomplishing a task and closing the book on a project. Sometimes other people like being coached or choose to be coached because they like being coached. It's not, it's like an ongoing, I guess, wellness or betterment sort of process where like, let's say for fitness, like a fitness instructor or something like that, like there's not really an end goal. It's just to keep being fit and to keep, the wellness going and you just enjoy the process of being, you know, working with someone else. So in the coaching space, the client may say that they're trying to 
accomplish a specific goal, but that's not really why they want to be coached. It's because they enjoy the process of being coached and working with somebody else. Now, would you ever really know if that is actually the case or not? Probably not. Um, You're probably making a lot of assumptions if you think a client like is wanting that, but there's a lot of coaches though, that that is, and it's, well, I'm going to say it's ones that probably aren't working as much in the ICF space. Right. Um, I'm a motivation coach. Woo. I'm a cheerleader. That, that that's sort of like what they, they're, they're not working on goals. They're not working on what they're doing is they're like, I mean, a lot of times it's them going in, giving advising and tools and, and things like that. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not about the other person in that case. It's not about the client at that point. It's about what, this is what I can give, what I give you. Like, um, and or, it's the big difference there, I think. Look, what about the client who's looking for a friend? Yeah. yeah. I think we talked, we had somebody a while ago on CLC Alive um, ask us a question, I think it was via Facebook, about a client who pretty much wanted a friend. Like they wanted like a phone number and like to just hang out and coaching was a way to facilitate that that's not really a friendship really probably shouldn't accomplish anything it should just you know be this ongoing thing where both people sort of enjoy well, each other's company but that's not what coaching the other person for friendship like yeah. Yeah. mind you there is a website called rent a friend uh <laughs> i need that uh, website go to rent a friend and you can rent a friend you don't have to get a coach <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I was, I was, a, I was like, hey, this is fun. I'm gonna see if I want to be a friend. But then I was like, I think I'm too scared to meet anybody and actually be their friend. <laughs> so, wait, can you pick like specific criteria? Like, I want these type yeah, of friends. Yeah, and like, like you can. I want to do these activities with my friend. And like, oh, interesting. And you rent a friend. Right now, I want to be. I want to be someone's friend. Yeah. <laughs> It exists. It's a real thing. Rent a friend is real. (laughs) And you can rent a friend during the time that you're available versus when everyone else. Sometimes I think it's like meant for like people who are like coming into town somewhere and they're like, we need a tour guide and someone to hang. We don't know where to go and what to do. I want to. I want to be the bad friend. Like I want to fulfill the niche of people who like (laughs) want a lucky friend who's like, oh, I'll ask to sleep on your couch and I'll borrow money from you. No. Never pay you back. <laughs> yeah, never pay you back. Like I'll be that friend. How does this all relate back to choice? By I know. Way? I was just thinking we have gone so far oh, off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, though, I will say, as a woman who has had a lot of acquaintances at one time in her life, that I won't even call them friends, and very few friends in the space of less is more and less choices. I would rather have fewer friends that were awesome friends than a bunch of friends that were kind of crappy Anthony-like friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not Renton Anthony, sorry, forget you. <laughs> I, I have a question for the group. What is a time where you reduced your choices in order to make your life easier? All the time. No. Yeah. I got, I got food delivery service. Like I, I mean, it was both to save money and it was also to limit what I eat and limit, make sure that I'm eating well. And then also to save time in my day. And like, once I started it, I was like, this is so easy. I mean, 
wow, I'm saving so much time <laughs> and thought. And like, I know this meal is, is healthy and so many calories. I know it's prepared and I know that I can eat. And it went, I mean, it saved me a ton of time. It really did. And I certainly, a way I limited my choices. Um, however, I have grown tired of it. And now I'm like, I'm pausing it for a little bit because I want to eat other foods. <laughs> um, and I'll go back to it though. I will. <laughs> but I need breaks every so often, I guess. Um, I, I, another way, I, there's a million ways I could work out, but I've committed myself to, to bar class and I love my bar class. Um, and uh, occasionally I do Pilates, but I, I just, I love it. And there's lots of other gyms out there. I had, I had a Pilates uh, class or Pilates studio trying to get me to go there and a cycling studio and i was like no i've committed to bar class i'm not committing to anybody else thank you <laughs> and i'm satisfied. i'm so satisfied with it. and once and once you've made that decision and i mean a lot of the times people different people in your world will try and go well what about this well what about that like I i've do, already made my decision <laughs> i do drive past the cycle bar and wonder maybe that could be fun <laughs> <laughs> but I leave it at that. <laughs> um, I, so it's one of the things. Um, uh, it's. It, I would say this when I was married, and uh, I'll I'll say it when whenever I'm spoken for. Um, as a joke, I'll go. Well, I can look at the showroom floor. I'm just not test driving anything. Like, I'm not getting behind the wheel. I'm not. I can just like wonder <laughs> what that car might look like or be like, or you know. But I'm never gonna get behind the wheel. <laughs> um, and I won't say that it makes me any less. A lot of times, it makes me more satisfied, though. And like, the, like, no, I'm much happy. I'm really happy with my choice. Like, I kind of have the opposite problem of a lot of this too. I think sometimes, sometimes I am very good at like loving what I got. <laughs> um and being happy with what i got um and i don't know why that is or what that is in me but i can uh, definitely see the best in in what i have um and i'm capable of doing so i How tend to i intend to live my life as an elderly man full of regret <laughs> <laughs> i can do that <laughs> just absolutely just in my like 80s or 90s just looking out the window every single day just questioning every choice i've ever made up until the moment i die um that is just what will be but in other for other you know stupid small things like i'll just like make sure i don't have any choices in the matter i won't regret those i'll just regret every other choice i've ever made um that's probably like a real healthy like you know outlook too i'm sure <laughs> Okay, well, Jen, what do you have to say? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just picturing 80 year old Anthony staring at yeah. me. Just, just really grumbling. <laughs> A tear rolls down his cheek. <laughs> just one, though. No. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Um, I get caught in the decision paralysis a lot like a lot, a lot. And um, Amazon certainly doesn't help because whenever I need something, I realize, oh, I could order it. I could go to the store. Oh, I could order it from somewhere else or I could just scroll through Amazon for a while and find 50 billion choices of the thing that I need. And then I get overwhelmed and then I'm like, I'm not gonna order it. 
Lisa has been through this journey with me on like every purchase I've ever made in my life. Like, cause like I can't have one. There's like, I have, I, I'm like right now I'm shopping for hiking boots. I have. Did you get your bathing suit? I did. I committed, okay. I committed to two. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but the hiking boots, I have, I have a, a, a pair in a cart at uh, five, a pair in a cart at REI, a pair in a cart at Amazon, a pair in a cart at Macy's. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I have yet to buy one. <laughs> like, um, I'm so with you, Jen. Preach it. Yeah. <laughs> Jerome's with you too. He said, me too. <laughs> um, so how do you make the decision? Finally. Or just go screw it. I'm not buying it anymore. I don't want it. I didn't need it that bad. Um, <laughs> how do I make the decision? I usually have to like literally tell myself, okay, like you have you have to let go of all these things that you're thinking of if you want this thing. Like you just have to stop wondering about you know all these things you wonder about uh, about this product and just and just execute like just buy the product <laughs> i will say like the modern age has not helped with this problem like like not because now not only do we get like all the options we get like 50 different top 10 lists that have different opinions that now we have to use and compare and which one do we believe which one do we don't which one's an affiliate marketer and then yes. we get like a thousand different statistics and specifications and now we're considering all these things <laughs> Except um, the Business Insider top 10 list and the Very Well Mind top seven, those are true and accurate lists. You should <laughs> uh, Absolutely. The fact that Certified Life Coach Institute is in those lists, um, those are 100% true and accurate. We did not pay to be listed there. Um, we are the best. And there, are no, there are no choices to make as far as uh, life coaching institutions go just everything there's a lot not. of choices we i will say we get oh, students nice. who call in all the time and go there are so many choices so mm -hmm. many acronyms so many things i think i'm supposed yep. to know oh my god and you know how they end up choosing the fact that we pick up the phone and just talk to them like yeah. <laughs> we go hey what's up i i understand yeah. let's talk it through yeah me and you no no i'm here for you <laughs> just I like use their first names <laughs> I'll go on their social media and I'll like inject personal things into the conversation. Do um, you really? No. Okay. Like what? <laughs> Lisa got scared. I did. I will say though, the, the top three things I hear on the phone are I'm choosing you because three days, your price and ICF accredited. Mm -hmm. Those are the top three every time. Yeah. Yep. Mic drop. We're out. That's all you need to know. Check out our school. That's the right choice. Long and tortuous way to just sort of like pimp ourselves out. Just like oh, this. Cool at the end of this. Yeah, this kind of worked out That's beautifully. The whole point of this live was just to say that you we're the right choice. Yeah. And if you have taken our classes, you've you've made the right choice and you will never regret it. Don't regret mm -hmm. yeah. Don't. In, in fact, we have many of our students coming back and telling us that. They hold on to our books and reread them like crazy. Yeah, that they sleep mm -hmm. next to our books when they go to bed. Mm -hmm. You know, I will say the one thing about freedom that is kind of nice is, you know, you can always choose again. Yeah. 
I mean, it might take some time or a divorce or a number of other factors might have to happen before that happens, but you're not going to go to jail for choosing again or <laughs> um, trying something different or switching Changing your mind. Changing you're your free mind. to change your mind. I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Sometimes I think it, we have to give ourselves permission to change our, to, to change our minds. Like we feel like, oh man, I bought this, this I'm married to these shoes that don't fit and they hurt and they give me blisters. No, you're not. You're not married to them. You can sell them on offer up and go buy yourself another pair. <laughs> or return them. Yeah. Uh, you cannot, however, uh, get a refund after three weeks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is. <laughs> in the fine print. We don't need to do <laughs> And you will be satisfied though. Yes, we, we, we have satisfied customers here. So, okay, now I think we can actually, it's after five, we can finish this up. So um, do you want to sign off? I feel like I've just gone goofy at this point. I did not take my Adderall. Anthony, it's your turn. Goodbye everybody. Uh, be sure to make the right or wrong choices. And if you don't know what the right or wrong choices are, just make a choice. Just make Experiment. a choice and then figure out afterwards if it's right or wrong. Make but a change. Make a change then afterwards. Mm -hmm. Make an informed decision. Yeah. But choices need to be made. You cannot be stuck in this paralysis for the rest of your life. You have to make a choice. Um, even not making a choice is a choice. So don't do mm -hmm. that. Um, and don't break the law. That's a bad choice. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very bad. <laughs> you break the law. I don't care. <laughs> Sure, if it's the right choice, break the law. We had a live on the ballroom. No, no. Oh my gosh. And they never said that. You, guys you know, actually, there's, we have lots of people who have gone down that path. They've broken the law, but they learn from it and have totally been a different person altogether. Sometimes laws are meant to be broken. Sometimes laws, I don't know where I'm going with this now. We Not laws, but I maybe sometimes. Laws. Yeah. I laws, but rules. Some law. I mean, you yeah. know, I mean, there's, I mean, I guess there is a time and a place for a lot of things, but um, yeah. I, to test believe in, I believe in, you know, know the rules so you can figure out how to break them. Jerome's going to executively uh, make the decision to end the live. This is like going to cut us off now. He's just oh cutting us off. You are cut oh off, Anthony. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.